Welcome to another installment of Cracking Open, the podcast brought to you by the Sage Circle. In this series, I interview Sage Circle members to find out about their intuitive journey and development. Today's guest is Malta, a Sage Circle member from New Zealand. Malta shares with us how her intuition brought her comfort as a child, how she was able to connect on a deeper level with her mother, and how her spiritual focus has centered her life. Let's jump into Cracking Open. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of Cracking Open the Podcast. I am here today with Malta. Hi, Malta. Hi, Bo. <laughs> I am so happy to have you here with me from, from the other side of the globe, as a matter of fact. Yes, from Sydney, Australia. Yes, I'm so happy and really excited to be here, Bo. <laughs> I, am, I am so excited. You've been a Sage Circle member for a while, and I was really, really looking forward to today talking to you. So let's jump in with my favorite question. Um, tell me when you were first aware of your intuition and a little bit about the unfolding of it. Okay, so I think my earliest experience came when I was actually quite young. Um, I, um, as a young uh, girl, um, I experienced uh, the separation of, of my parents at a very early age, um, and it's it was decided that we and my siblings would go live with our dad, um, and that was a particularly really difficult time for me because I was very close with my mum. Being the eldest child, I had a very close bond with my mum so um I think my first recall of of my uh, intuition even though at the time I that's you know I didn't know that that's what it was um and I remember sitting in my bedroom and my siblings were outside playing and my thought my thoughts at the time were really centered around my mum and how much I really missed her at the time and um I remember sitting there and I remember, I guess, hearing the equivalent of a voice in my mind, um, which kind of said to me, it's okay, you know, you will see her again. And I, I think I would have questioned it had it not been for the feeling that I felt at the same time. It was almost like hearing truth. Um, and and just knowing that um, that what I just heard, and even though I was really young, um, knowing that to be true. And I remember thinking, okay, <laughs> you know, but feeling very calm and peaceful about it because it had just really permeated that, you know, that part of me to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to see her again, you know, this is just, you know, for now, and I miss her, but 
I know I'm going to see it. And, and I never doubted that, uh, you know, I never doubted that feeling. Whenever I had that feeling of missing her, I was always reminded, no, I'm going to see her again, you know. This is just a moment. So I think that was like my very first uh, intuitive feeling. Um, I, I'm not, I was not raised in a religious home. Um, so, you know, we I didn't know about, you know, much about God and spiritual things. Um, but I was raised in a home where um, being native from native New Zealand and being, you know, we, we were brought up and, you know, the outdoors. And so we had a really great connection with nature. Well, I did. Um, and most, and mo actually, most of our, we did, you know, my siblings, my dad was a real great uh, outdoors men so we spent a lot of time in the outdoors um, and then um, I don't know I just I, because I'm of um, I'm a native uh, New Zealander which so I'm Maori but I also have a grandfather who's black American so culturally wise uh, there's always been this deep connection you know um, which I always felt, but really never really knew about, but always felt it. So I think that combined with, you know, what was what I was experiencing at the time just kind of all came together at that moment. So that was kind of like my first moment, yes. Nice. And how old were you? I think I was only, it must have been only about seven or eight. So I was pretty young. I mean, being the eldest sibling too, I look back and see, you know, that because of, you know, the situation with my parents that I grew up pretty quickly. So, so I think my awareness was a lot more, um, you know. Heightened. Sort of, Yes, yeah, a little bit more advanced than an eight-year-old or, you know, I think at the time I might have been about seven or eight-year-old. So I did, I thought a lot more maturely at that age because of having to grow up a, a lot earlier and, um, you know, with the responsibility of having siblings too. Yeah. Having to grow up quick. Yeah, you do. You, you know, I mean, I often have a conversation with my, the, my younger brother, who who is the eldest son, and we have we have many a conversation regarding, you know, being the eldest children and, you know, the responsibility that we had, which you know at the time, you know, just really shaped us to become the adults that we are now. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So then, moving forward, what was um, what role did your intuition play in your teen years and then the early adulthood? Okay, so I did have a lot of uh, experiences, but um, I did not really pay attention to them um, until I think maybe in my 40s. Mm -hmm. um, I do recall, you know, when I was preparing, I did recall quite a few experiences that I, I guess, had been stored back in the memory. Uh, but now that I was kind of opening up and allowing and being, you know, more open to it, I started to have those 
come back to me and realize, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, I remember sitting there and having that feeling, you know, and oh, okay, was that, is that what it was? <laughs> you know, sort of, and that's what's having this conversation with myself saying, wow, that, you know, I had a, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you an experience that I had. Okay, so as I mentioned, my mom and I were really close and um, at around in her 60, I think she was about 65, she was diagnosed with um, a cancer. Okay, and I spent uh, some time with her during that time, you know, ensuring that she was okay and taking care of her. And um, I remember going over to uh, have dinner with her this one particular night, and I walked in, and she had a book on the desk, and it was a book about dreams. And I was like, that was really like. Uh, I was really curious because my mom never really, you know, spoke about those sort of things. You know, she, if she, if she was um, spiritually inclined or that way, I didn't really know that. And I remember asking her that, and I remember asking her, "Hi, hey, mom, are you dreaming?" You know, but I remember having that feeling that it was more than just her reading a book. You know. Uh, because it seemed, apart from the fact that it seemed out of character, um, not to read a book, but to have a book about dreams, um, I just remember having that feeling. And I remember we were sitting there this night and I said to her, I'm, I don't know what made me ask her that, but I asked her, do you believe in life after death? And she's like, no. And I remember saying to her, Okay, I find that really surprising considering, you know, our cultural belief, you know, that the, the spirit, you know, lives on after we pass. And she's like, no. And I said, well, what do you believe in? She was like, we just don't exist after we go. So I thought that was really kind of what I think, you know, what, like it's a wow moment for me because I just naturally assumed that my mom in our culture that she would, you know, understand about the spirit living on after us anyway I said to her I remember saying to her uh, I believe that you know that the spirit lives on after death and and I'm gonna ask you to one day when that time come mum come back and tell me that I was right you know, because even though I was saying this to her, I wasn't a hundred percent either. But I just had this, I just knew that life just did not exist after we left here. Um, so I, I said to her, I made her promise me that you know, when that time came and she was passed over, you know, when she passed over, that she would come back and tell me, okay, you know, we don't just disappear, sort of in her in her own way. Um, so we had that conversation and I was, I remember just really, I, that just really stayed with me, the, the feeling that, you know, the thought about having a dream, having dreams and, you know, it just, it just kind of really pricked my conscience or consciousness at the time. And I just knew then that 
something was happening, you know. Um, and in hindsight, I believe that that she had begun to start dreaming um, um, about, you know, what was going to happen. Uh, so to kind of fast forward a story, we we uh, I my mum passed. Uh, I think it was about six months after that, and I had returned back from. Uh, New Zealand and I was in Sydney because I was working there at the time and I was sitting alone in my apartment and it had been the first time I'd been alone for a week you know with you know, this funeral and all the arrangements and everything else. so it was like the first moment I actually had to just sit quietly and I remember sitting on the edge of my bed and just really it just suddenly hit home you know oh my gosh my mum my mum's no longer here. I can no longer physically, you know, touch her or, you know, talk to her on the phone or just have her there and just know that she wasn't there anymore physically. And that really just really, really felt that loss, you know, in that moment. And I remember, okay, you're tired it's been a really long week go lie down and I remember lying down and I remember hearing a noise in my kitchen <laughs> and if you knew my mom you would always know that the first thing that she would do when she came over was like hi bub and then she would start doing my dishes you know and I was like leave the dishes mom you know come and sit down and talk anyway I heard a familiar noise in my kitchen and I just knew in that moment it was her and I remember sitting there you know and all I heard was talk to me and so I sat there and I was like I really miss you you know I was crying of course the tears were flowing they were, you know and I was like I really miss you and I just really feel that right now and I just you know, I want you to know that I love you so much and and then I know that you're in a better place. And oh God, you know, are you in a better place? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, hang on, she's here. She's still here. And then suddenly dawned on me, she's still, you know, we're still connected. We're having this really, you know, this moment and she's here and I can feel her and I know she's there. And um, so I just talked to her, you know, how I would talk to her if she was sitting there in front of me. Um, and then um, uh, not a couple of days before this experience, my, a friend of mine had come over to visit me and she had brought me a pair of uh, a deck of angel cards and she she was actually really intuitive now, I know that now. And she said, these are for you in your time of grieving if you need to have someone to talk to you know pull this out and and I said okay well I didn't know what they were but I, I took them gratefully and you know thanked her for them but anyway I felt that I should pull the cards out um so I did and I remember sitting there going what do I do you know and I just could deal this amount of cards so I kind of just wasn't wasn't <laughs> didn't really know what I was doing but I was dealing them and um I thought, and, and there was a number of six, and then I heard the familiar voice say, deal one more. So I dealt the last card. 
And then I, I read the cards and they were, you know, I remember feeling comforted and I really, I remember feeling just this beautiful sense of love, you know, and I just, you know, just felt so comforted. It's like having a, like a, a big spiritual hug, so, you know, it's just like, oh, this feels really mm-hmm. good you know, what I was reading. But I have to, you know, I, I remember turning over the seventh card and I remember just staring at it because the message on it was just like, for me, really incredible. It was just like, oh, wow, you know, and I um, sat there for ages, you know, and I, I, I actually, if you don't mind, I'm just going to read it because it was just so profound that yeah. I just wanted to be able to share that. So basically, this is the message from the card that I received that day. Someone you love is thinking fondly of you this very moment. Remember that love is not restricted by time or space and you are forever connected spiritually to those you love and care for. It is understandable that you may be saddened because you are physically apart from someone you dearly love. Alternatively, you may be saddened by a loved one's recent passing from the earth plane. Through this card, they are making their presence felt. They have not left you and will never leave you. They are forever with you in spirit. The bonds of love can never be broken. Feel and acknowledge their presence, for they are with you in spirit right now. And I was like, Wow, this hello, mom. Hello, mom. <laughs> you know, mom, you're here. <laughs> it's just like it just it felt like her way. You know that conversation that we had before. Her way of telling me, yes, I'm here, Bob. You know, I didn't just not exist after I passed on. You know, I'm still here in spirit with you. Um. And you know, and then I talked to her a little bit longer, and then, and then I felt that she was gone, yeah. you know, for that moment. So, I think that was really the moment, the defining moment of when I realized, okay, all right, this 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 is real. <laughs> you know, this is like yeah. yep. can't <laughs> you know it was it it just felt like it was time for me to really look and you know and and discover what that actually meant Mm -hmm. Um, and even though it still took me a few years to get to the point that I am today um that was the the point with uh, the time and the moment I think that really kind of solidified that for me and and believing like it kind of like tipped me over from is this real yes this is real sort of thing so I think that was the moment the big huge moment for me yes that's a very powerful moment mm-hmm. not only uh, did you ask mom to come back to say hey prove me right yes absolutely you know it was yeah you had did you cards and mom I mean I love the sounds in the kitchen that just warms my heart 
and then connects to you with those cards. So then what steps did you take forward for your intuition after kind of sinking into, okay, this is a thing? Um, I had a friend, you know, the friend that gave me the card, she was very intuitive. She just, you know, and she was always just there. And I remember we, I remember telling her about the experience and she, you know, I, I asked her, you know, what is this? And she would say, you know, like, she would say little things, we worked together. She would say little things to me. I was like, oh, you must have a lucky angel on your shoulder. I was like, why? She's like, whenever you ask for something, it just happens. It's just, you know, I've never known someone to be so lucky. And I was like, what is she talking about, you know? But as, as, as from that moment onwards, she was able to really, this, you know, what you feel is this, you know, and this is what it's called, you know, it's your intuition, you know, it, it, you have this connection, we all do, you know, and that's, I think that's where I started to learn about it. She was that way, you know, connected herself, so it was easy for her to, and because now I was more open though, you know, and open to it, it, it was easy for her to, to sit down and have this conversation with me and um, and help me to really understand what all this, what it, what it was about, you know. So, and then she was one who introduced me to, you know, uh, metaphysical, you know, crystals and cards and she would take me to, you know, events where we could, you know, buy crystals or go and listen to a medium talk or something like that, you know, all that sort of thing. So that's, yeah, you know, that's kind of, but I still kind of, you know, kind of was, there was still a bit of resistance, but it was slowly kind of, you know, uh, fading away to being completely open uh, with it all. I mean, I think the hardest thing that I faced was actually telling, you know, people, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. And um, I, I have to say that uh, being in Sage, you know, helped me with that because now my family, they are really, you know, whilst I don't, you know, kind of say to them, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I do have comments about how I've changed over the last, and you know, that I'm, I think one of my sisters said to me, you're more armor and you're more, uh, settled and you're more and I said I would say they're grounded and she's like yeah because you know I know and there's the fly tip I'm the real social butterfly sort of person you know and, and she's like yeah it's kind of like you're really grounded like you know where you are and you know what you're doing with yourself and I was like yeah actually that's a really great observation because it's exactly how I was feeling you know at that time when we were having that conversation and you know, it's just, you know, through the, you know, the exercises, I, I think sacred space was really a really big game changer for me. You know, I remember my first experience in sacred space, being really excited, being a part of this group, you know, having that connection. I think it was like the really big thing was the connection with everybody else who was in the same place, you know, it's like because I didn't really have anybody I could talk to about this in the beginning, it was such a great uh, 
place to be able to say, hey, I had this experience, you know, and, and it was okay to express it freely without feeling like, you know, I would have that look, you know, that look like, are you? <laughs> you know, my son would look at me like, hmm? <laughs> no, my husband would look, you know. So it was real. To be able to go into the, the space where you can say, um, I had this experience and this experience and this experience, and you don't have to like filter. Yes. Say it. You can just express it because you know there's other people that are having the same experiences as, as you are. Uh, and, and that's exactly why I think I felt, you know, why I was developing or being in touch with, and with my intuition allowed it to open up so freely. I think because I had that place where I could do that and talk to other people and connect with other people and and read about their experiences and go oh yeah well actually yeah I had a similar one to that and and I think the other thing too is you need to know about is that it actually pulled me out of that kind of say anything mode you know I to the I'm gonna just type this up you know and and just put it out there and it really kind of brought me out of my shell with with intuition it just you know and now I'm kind of like oh you know you know you can't shut me up after five now because my husband you know my husband and I have free conversations now about it which you know in the beginning he was you know it was like I mean I'm sure other people can and um, you know kind of connect when it's like when you're trying to talk to someone who doesn't really understand that and um and then get that you know that look like you know that look that everybody knows <laughs> that look you know it's kind of like having that ability to express yourself freely in a group that feel is, is is really quite freeing actually um and I remember my first sacred space experience it it was actually that type of it, it almost felt like I'm here you know and I, and I just absolutely had an, an incredible sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. So the sacred yeah. space is the session in the sage circle where uh, we lift the vibration as a, as a group. Absolutely. And it lifts your vibration. And yes. it just, it brought you out of your shell. It really did, but I remember sacred space, that first, that very first one where it was it was really incredible I mean you know I've, I've seen other people's experiences you know they write about sacred space I had this beautiful experience I always go back to the first I do I have you know different experiences like you say in sacred space we all have different experiences at different times depending on what's happening in our life but I remember the first one being incredibly like almost like you know, I have it was really a sense of freedom, you know, like I had finally made it here and now I would felt like I was flying, you know, just flying over water and just having this incredible sense of freedom. Um and I'd never, to be honest, never really experienced that before. So that was, you know, during sage. So, you know, I'm a real big sage, you know, uh, meditation fan because of that, you know, that and other experiences that I've had in the over the last, you know, six to seven months. 
Um, and so you took the SAGE method six, about six or seven months ago? Yes. Okay, nice. And how has that, um, what new intuitive experiences are you having? Okay, um, I have, I think the one thing that really stands out at the moment is my connections with my guides. Like for, I've had spent quite a lot of, time uh, in, over the last few months really um, wanting to know more about them and vice versa sort of thing and um, I've you know I have felt that you know sense of like not being alone you know I had the you know the goosebumps and the you know, all those feelings that everybody feels when, you know, they're being connected with spirit, or, you know, or their spirit guide team. Um, I feel that my, my life now is, is now kind of, you know, you know, when I've got a decision to make, you know, and it's now with okay I just need to sit and I want to connect with my guides you know I want to know you know I'm, I'm now making decisions with their assistant rather than just on my own like before you know and I never you know I mean that this is life but you never always kind of get it right when you're kind of really just thinking yeah I'm gonna do that you know and then not really sit with that but, you know you've a major decision but now I I intuitively know that if I've got a decision to make that I have this little kind of process you know uh, process not process that this little ritual that I like to do you know I sit down I take some time to meditate and connect with you know hey guides you know I this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm deciding to do you know can you you know you know if there's anything you need me to know sort of thing you know so I'm doing that has now become an everyday daily you know thing I mean sometimes I there are some decisions where it's just like okay mom you know this you got this sort of thing mm -hmm. but I think on the important ones I you know now I really take the time to connect and to have that moment you know those moments because really it, it takes you know it doesn't really take like you say sometimes it could just be a uh, um you know a, a, a couple of words in the morning when I wake up you know like I got this you know I can do this you know I'm creating this you know or you know I have a special area in my room and in my lounge where depending on where my husband and my son are is where I'll sit and I'll you know, I can put on music, I can just sit quietly and just have a, a reflection time, you know, and look at my day, what's coming up. Because I'm studying full time now, obviously I have to be a little bit more organised. So when I've got two or three things going on, it's kind of like, okay, take a moment sort of thing and just, you know, be, you know, GCP, get, centered you know gcp is a wonderful practice body. it really is and in times when i 
and really incredibly up and down. GCP is really, you know, I'll sit, I'll ground clear with the end. It never fails me, you know, it never, I think I fail myself when I don't do it, you know. <laughs> Does that make sense sort of thing? So it's kind of like, yeah, you know? Yeah, so DCP, you know, has become a, a daily practice. There, and, you know, admittedly there are days when it gets really really busy and I'm, you know, I get to the end of the day and it's like, oh, my gosh. And then I realise I have a DCP that's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, do it in the morning before you go to class, before, you, you know, your day begins because it, it sets a beautiful kind of, you know, just flow in your day, you know, and um, so, yeah, so I just. It softens uh, everything and it makes everything a little bit more clear and a little bit more enjoyable. And if I can touch base on the guide piece as well, mm -hmm. hear that you're connecting with your guides each day and um, open to their guidance, that mm -hmm. really warms my heart because um, I relate to that in that I talk to mine each day as well and just knowing that you're on a team of uh, unconditional loving you know people that are there supporting you're not alone it just shifts your perspective yes absolutely Bo um I think I I, I love to read and I was reading a book and it was about connecting with spirit I mean the guide team but it was a particular practice in the book that I was reading one day and she said, just sit and connect with someone that you love, you know? And so in the first instance, I thought about my son, you know, so I thought, okay. And I think when you do that type of work, when you, and you have this connection and you have that, that feeling, you know, for me, it's usually in my heart space. Um, it, it, it just kind of builds upon what you're, you're learning sort of thing, you know. It, it's like, yes, there's GCP, yes, there's sacred, there's the card readings, there's meditation, you know, there's all these things. But there's also, you know, all those other resources out there to help you develop, and, you know. In this particular case, it was a book. And other times it's been, you know, the white room meditation, you know, or you know, the two-door meditation, which I have done, you know, quite successfully and had successful experiences, personal experiences in both of those meditations. But I think when you when you do it on a, it's like, you know, you have to eat every day to sustain your physical life, you know, your yeah. physical body. Yeah. In the same sense, guide work and, and being in touch with your intuition and, having those daily practices and, and so that you can have those experiences is what, you know, you you get to build that up, you know, and I think that's what leads you to begin to realise who you truly are as a, you know, like we're having, we're a spiritual being, having an earthly experience. So, so you know, feeding, when... Yeah, feeding the spiritual... Absolutely. So, yes, when you feed your spirit, when you feed your spirit that way, you know, and you have those connections, because, you know, we're told that guys are there, all you have to do is ask, you know, you sit in nature, go for a walk, you know, it's, it's, it's all there, you know, ready and 
saying, you know, really, you know, for us to be able to experience it. Um, and when we do, I know that many other people in the group can attest to the same thing, that when we do do it, you know, that that connection to source, you know, is is really felt, you know, in, in a way, maybe in a difference, not, not just like the small breeze, but like the rushing wind sort of thing. <laughs> It's just so much access. Those are really, that's wisdom right there yeah. to, to take home. If you had one other piece of advice as well, mm -hmm. for somebody walking on their spiritual path, what would, what would that be? Say, so, so first of all, stay true to you. Okay. Follow that feeling, connect with that feeling. Stay true to who you are first and then trust that everything will be revealed in when it's supposed to for you. And I think that I say that because that's exactly how it happened for me. You know, once I came to say things, you know, with patience and daily practice, it, everything, you know, that I needed to know for my life and there's so much more um slowly were revealed you know I did the practices I did the you know if you've got to do that in order to really get to feel you know the what you're what it is you're searching for you know what what it is you want to have everybody has that question inside is this is this real is this you know is this part of my imagination if you want to know the answer to that question you have to follow that path. I love that. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bo. I just was really excited. I'm so thankful I could have done this, that I, that I was able to do this and just really thankful for everything and Sage and how it has literally changed my life. I am so grateful that you are a part of this community and you bring a smile to my face every time I see you come into a sacred space or a Q&A session or anything. And I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Bo.